Hello, one and all, and welcome to An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring, a podcast by idiots, but not exclusively for idiots. I'm your Dungeon Master, Paul Stanfield, and joining me at the table today are three Troll Slayers. Troll Slayer 1, Luke Stanfield, playing Stuart Llewellyn. Joshua Ladd, playing Cliff Clearwater. And Justin Cole, playing Drogon Iron Chin. We are back on the road with the orphans in tow, heading north. Let's see what the trail has to give us today. Flip! Last time, you and your group of travelers were ambushed in the night by hungry ogres. You fought off one of the ogres at the campsite, protecting the children in the process, and set out after the others once you realized Harlan and her crew had been stolen away in the darkness. You tracked their trail of destruction through the trees to an abandoned Civil War watchtower where they had set up camp for themselves, successfully waylaying travelers and robbing and making meals of them. He snuck up and leapt into combat, slaying the goblins outside, then the ogres within before the troll chieftain Chark made an appearance. Things got hairy as his regeneration kept him in the fight while he tried to figure out how to halt the healing process. Once you did, Drogon blasted Chark into a fire pit and you were able to release Harolyn, Robert, Garrick, and the newly met Penelope from a prison beneath the tower. You returned to the road and all chose to continue onwards to a new resting point rather than reset camp where you'd been ambushed. And we're going to pick up in the morning after this. We're getting a bit of a late start today. There's a light drizzle coming down in camp. Nobody wants to get up. You're all tired, but well, long rested. And this time, you know, you chose to brave whatever dangers the road might offer in exchange for whatever dangers the wild would definitely offer. So you're nice and close to the road. You hear a couple wagons go by. And as you come to with your breakfasts, you all get a good look at the injuries and wounds sustained the night before. The orphans look like they slept poorly. Izzy looks tired. Dunker alone looks as bright and cheerful as ever. In the morning, you see Penelope as well, going sadly through her belongings, the ones that she could gather. That she didn't have to leave behind. He goes, oh, good morning to you. I didn't get a good chance to properly thank you last night, but I really do appreciate what you did for me. I was, uh, well, as they say, troll food, if you hadn't come along. So, you have my thanks. You're most certainly welcome, Penelope. And perhaps traveling with, uh, with numbers would be a bit safer for the rest of your journey. I think I might do some of that. Yeah, we'll stay out of the woods. I'll, uh, I'll just cut my losses and head home for a while. There'll be another fey moon before long, and I'll be able to find the things I need. Oh, is something special about the moon help you find what you need? Oh, of course. You don't know about the fairy moon? The crossover? Uh, do I? Make a nature check with advantage. Or arcana. You said hit. Oh, that's a nat 20. Okay. I think both of them are just zeros, so. You recognize the name. You don't recognize Moon, but 
Old Auntie Myrtle used to talk about the fairy moon in the swamp of Fairmount. It was her favorite time to go out picking mushrooms and vegetables and strange magical things that would appear. She described it to you as a crossing point when the full moon would stay in the sky for an extra night in the marchlands means that the borders between the material plane and the Feywild are as thin as they can be, allowing for magic and sometimes creatures to cross to and fro with ease. Oh, shoot, yeah, no, no, now that I think of it, I, I have heard of that. Gotta be careful, you might end up in the uh, the old Feywild. Yeah, well, I do my best to avoid that. <laughs> Made that mistake once or twice, of course. Oh, shoot. But, uh, like I said, some of the best little magical herbs and plants and mushrooms you're gonna find are out this time of night. Or this time of month, I suppose. A bit of a alchemist? Absolutely, yeah. I do my mixing potions and stuff. Got a little shop in uh, Lake March back there, closed up for the nights while I'm out here, of course. Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm, I actually know a, a few things about alchemy. Is that Picked so? up from my auntie. Well, my auntie sounds like a smart woman. Oh, she's the smartest. Well, maybe you can show me some. We can trade a couple of secrets. A couple oh, potions, sure. sure, yeah. I need... I, 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 could maybe use some supplies. Yeah, well, maybe when we get to Lake March, I can have you by and we can do a little bit of brewing. Oh, that'd be perfect. Okay. It's a deal. Looking forward to it. Guessing you're from the Moonwald? Yes, ma'am. Been there once or twice in my time, but, uh... Oh, yeah? Never had much luck. Always got kind of run out. Oh. Bullywugs? Yeah. Yeah, fuck those guys. Thick as flies they are in there. Not lately. Oh, well, maybe it's time <laughs> for a visit. Yeah, yeah. You ever been to the darkening? You see, like, a look of fear shoot across her face? Absolutely not, no. Why would I do something like that? Well, you know, some of the best mushroom hunting's out there. I suppose so, but I hear lots of folk go in there and they, they die. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not wrong. It's a pretty dangerous place, but, you know. Heard there's frog hemis, more bullywugs, all sorts of other nasty things in the, in the dark water. Yeah, yeah. Rockemus aren't so bad. I actually, you know, am friends with one back home, so. Right, 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 right. Well, you're putting a good word for me with your friend, the Rockemus. All right, I, yeah, I, can do. When I come and visit. His name's Burzosk, if you ever. Oh, you're serious? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we can chat about this a little more when we do our browing as well. Definitely. Maybe, uh, get a little import-export going. My auntie loves to do a little trade, you know. Okay. Making deals and such. Very well. Can make a couple fine potions with ingredients found in such an interesting place. Oh, for sure. Wonderful, wonderful. You see her rubbing her hands together excitedly. I could close shop for a couple weeks. Wouldn't be the end of the world. You all pack up. You're out on the road for day three heading northward. Correct. Make up some ground. Yeah. Anything to do today for any of you? Anything to attend to? Anyone you'd like to speak to? I think Stuart would ask whoever has um, Izzy's mirror about about checking it out. Yeah, I think Drew I still have it. it. Yeah, chance I could take a gander at that mirror. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it's Izzy's mirror. I think you need to tune to it if you want to use it. Oh, all right. Maybe I'll ask Izzy then. Sure. I mean she's just. Been letting us use it, so I'm sure it's fine. All right. Terrific. Grab the mirror from Drogon and run it by Izzy. Yeah, sure. Take it. Then I'll spend part of the day attuning to it. 
eventually I'm going to try looking at it, but I'm going to do it super subtly and not one. Okay. I I have this opal I found. I like Astro. Dragon, this this here thing is magic or just a regular opal? Um, assuming it's just an opal. It is an opal worth fifty gold pieces. Cool. Yeah, I don't think there's anything magic about it. Just a a nice looking gem. Beauty. All right. Well, sell it. Split yeah. it. Good as gold in some places. <laughs> sometimes more. Beauty. Harlan, you uh, you send that message yet? Oh right. She nods. I did. I sent it before bed last night after you got me home. Well, back to camp. Nice. You uh, successfully avoid starting a war? That remains to be seen. Uh, my father wasn't in a particularly fine mood, but he was glad to hear that I'm safe and on my way to the capital. He wants to meet me there, which could be bad or could be good, depending on his mood at the time. Fair enough. How long is that trip? He goes by train four or five days, maybe. If he can get access to one of the society's teleportation circles, he could be there in a couple minutes. But he doesn't like being in the capital, so I expect he'll wait to hear from me or give it the week I suggested. Let's hope for the latter. Think I could snake that ring back for me? Oh, of course. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Is there still healing words in it, I guess? Yep. She didn't use any. She could just use the sending. Yeah, at the end of the day, I could load it up. Yeah. I'll actually, what's, what's the wizard's name again? Garrick. Hey there, Garrick. You think you can throw a, a little spell in here? You know, we did save your life last night. He signs something that Harlan interprets for you. He wants to know what sort of spell you want. I don't know. Surprise me. <laughs> a wry grin crosses his face <laughs> and he nods. All right. He, he'll take it. Holds out his hand for it. Yeah, I'll give it to him. I'll attune to it first, obviously, before, when I, before I do this. I think we, we looked at it and I, whoever's putting the spell into it just had to be attuned to it, right? No. Who, the, whoever's I have to be attuned to use it. it. Anyone can put spells in oh, it. Oh, anyone can put spells in yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I miss it. Okay. Uh, so what's in there right now, then? I think... Healing word and... Two healing words. And, no, Because I used the lesser restoration. Oh, lesser restoration. That's what it was. Lesser restoration no, wasn't in there. But we had to pull them out to put scrying in. Oh, what level is scrying? She though? had sending. So there was a third level or spell sending, that was burned. Sending, sorry. Yeah, oh, so there would have been... In it, and then there, I had only put... There would have been a second level healing word, then. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's Because right. we'd had to take out the other level one yeah. healing word for... You used the lesser restoration? Yeah. I was, it was just, just Cliff fucking just, around, basically. Yeah. Okay. Because he wanted to see if it would help with his memories. And we needed to get it out anyway. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, Garrick cool. uh, yeah. takes the ring in his hand, clutches it tight, and then unstoppers a little potion, a little potion, a little teeny vial from the belt at his waist. And he's got like a little pouch with jingling glass things inside. And a little like wisp of smoke comes out of the top as he unstoppers it. He whispers, as best he can. That seems to focus the magic enough, and you see the smoke is pulled into the ring. Gives you a lopsided smile and hands it back to you. Thank you. What is it? He signs again, and 
Heroin. Uh, Heroin translates. He says, you said surprise me. Okay. And she shrugs. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd hurt you. Would you? He shakes his head and winks at you. <laughs> the side of the face that you, she can't see. All right. Surprise. <laughs> what level surprise? Three. He can feel the ring is full. Thank you. Uh, so we have, we have like four or five days left. You guys would have five. Yeah, like five and a half days. Like eight, about eight days from Silverbend to Lake March. Are we through your third? Um, we had heard that the March Lord was headed back. Have we seen any sign of that? You have not yet. Not on the road. No. Are we near the train tracks? Like, do we see trains go by or hear them? So, as you guys clear, you guys will come out of the forest today, and you'll be able to see the train tracks, like, clear across the plains. There's been times where you've been near it on the road. They're very rarely right next to each other, uh, but they're often within sight. And you've seen, not countless, but you've probably seen a dozen trains going or heard them go by in different directions. Um, in your days of travel, it's a pretty widely used track. Has the signs of the Federation undercover Federation people slowed or like? Yeah, you're not seeing nearly as much activity just at all at this point now. You're far enough away from Silverbend that traffic has slowed down. Whoever was here is either moving faster or slower, so there's bigger gaps here. You know, there's one or two little like way stations and small towns along the way. I may pick up again at that point, but little sign of activity, uh, especially today as it's raining a little bit. Move on. Let's go. Yeah, you guys head northward. Continue until the woods stretch and thin and begin to give way to a long, sprawling grassland, which stretches for miles and miles outside of Lake March. You guys know Sarius, renowned for farming and Pasture, large pastures of animals known to be roamed in ancient times by enormous beasts before the Marchlanders moved in. And you begin to peel away from the river at this point as well, making a direct northern line for Lake March. So you'll be passing clear through these large rolling plains. And or along, you come to a point where you are running kind of parallel to the train tracks, maybe a few hundred meters between you and it, but you can see for miles off the distant sign of a train approaching going the opposite direction. And eventually it thunders by, the loud sounds, the choo-choos, the steam rolling out the top. He has garnered the attention of passengers on the train, a couple who wave at the kids who wave back. And then it's gone, leaving you suddenly alone, silent in the plains. Penelope joins you guys at some point along the walk. Now there's a a little town maybe another day from here. Tonight and part of tomorrow we'll come to Kilbig. Train station there. I'm I'm intending to buy passage to Lake March. Y'all are welcome to join me. If not, I can give you my address and you can come find me when you get there. I mean, we did find some of that gold. Maybe we could use it to pay our way. True, actually, yeah. That'd be wise. I'm meaning to talk to you about that as well. 
some of that it came straight out of my wagon, and I, I would—I know you did so much already. I would would appreciate a couple coins coming back to my purse. How much was yours? I only had about eight gold on me at the time, but you know that was enough to keep me fed and get me back home. I, I think Fine we can part me. way with that. Yeah, I mean it's yours as much as it is ours. Wait, y'all the best. I got my, my rainy day fun. She pats a little like pouch that's clearly sewn somewhere into her pants. But uh, other than that, be I'd be uh, eating thin for a couple of days. What about your other losses with the wagon and other supplies? Well, I got a couple apprentices. I'm hoping I can send them down this way uh, sometime the next week or two. Get them to scoop it up with our. We got an old wagon and, and a nag who can get it far enough. I hope it'll take some time, but. I'm not planning on staying there doing it myself. I don't expect anyone else to make it to the watchtower in that time. A little out of the way. Well, folks don't even know about it. Yeah, the smell probably keep them away anyways. Yeah, and you know, all the signs of death out front that we left, I think, will deter the others. Whoever they might be. Uh, where, where exactly do you live in Lake Marsh? I got a, a little shop in the canalways. Well, we'll make sure to stop in when we're in town. Give you the friends' prices. A little discount for you, for your help. Beauty. Well, maybe we do want to ride the train, though. I think we can easily afford that and pay the kids' ways as well. Get us there, hopefully, before uh, Harolyn's father give us a shot at feeling things out. True. Make our way to the town, I guess. We never did split up that money. No. no. We might as well wait till we have to buy tickets. Um, yep, day and the night pass by. Rain grows heavier and then breaks as you set camp. Another long rest in. You wake the following morning. A little bit of fog rolling in. And you can see in the distance as the sun rises, smoke from some chimneys of this town you're headed towards. It's yeah, maybe 10 or 12 miles from where you are here. But you can make it out pretty clear on the plains. And Penelope confirms, yeah, that's Kilbig. Be there by noon. Anything you guys do or talk about or plan? Um, I think I think Drogon would try, especially if it was like the weather's kinda not great. Um, and the, some of the kids are probably wallowing a bit in it um kind of just come up with some kind of game that we could play the kids keep them somewhat entertained and like moving along with the art they're not just dragging their feet and miserable walking just like chasing each other around and but like set strict rules too so it's like they don't go too far trying to keep them (laughs) Close to the cart, but like moving along, joking around. You're pretty good at that, Rogan. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of young ones back where I'm from. Raised my own son, and okay, you got how many his kids grandkids? You got? Oh, just the one. Okay, he's got two grandkids. Oh, that's neat. Uh, my grand. Cool. What are their names? My grandson is Kel, and my granddaughter's. Oh. Wonderful. And your son? Uh, Durkle. 
All right. Okay. Man. Interesting name. Was it uh, just you and Izzy growing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Berzosk. Right. And Berzosk. Yeah. He's a big uh, frog creature. Tentacles, eye stalks. So, do you have any fun games we could all try? Uh, I usually go and uh, see who can stay underwater longer. <laughs> you got any puddles around here? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna win. Yeah, I think you'd have me beat on that one. I, I mean, I can breathe underwater, so. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, competitions to catch critters. Um, we have a game called Is It Poison? <laughs> um, and I assume usually it's poison. Yeah, but I, it doesn't really affect me, so I'm usually the one to find out if it's poison or not. But I still gotta get bit or stung. It's not always fun. That's an interesting game. Yeah, I think the kids might like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If there's a lot around here. Maybe we save that one for. Okay. Yeah. We we do a game where we jump from really high and try and hit the water. Okay. Yeah. These all sound good, but we're in the middle of somewhere fairly flat, reasonably dry. Yeah, I'm a little out of my element. Understandable. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be honest. How about you, Stuart? You got any fun games you play with your brother? Stuart's not there. Stuart snuck into the Stuart <laughs> the, the carriage and is trying to be by himself. He vibes <laughs> Long couple days on the road. Yeah. Looking after. Yeah, if you were going to cut to Stuart, they'd probably realize that he wasn't around. And yeah, he. We don't always have people on the cart. I know we're mostly walking around. So we found a chance to like get in and sit kind of on the back and be away from everyone. And he was actually going to try and use the, the mirror to scry a certain someone. Okay. He wanted to try with the information he's been given and the description as best he can to scry on his brother. I've technically met the target. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I know the target well. So the mirror turns liquid again for a moment. The runes around the edge light up. Around with a little flash. And then the face resolves itself into a crowded... What looks like portside market. You can hear the sound of waves and gulls calling overhead. You see a large number of people moving quickly about each other. Goods trade, goods changing hands, shops and stalls that are being moved through. And in the center, the only figure truly visible, while the others are sort of out of focus. You see the tall, sturdy figure of your older brother, Ronald looking more like your father than like the boy you remember. But as always, all strong and sturdy. He's got a little kind of scraggly beard and longer hair than you remember. You see on his chest, like a pair of scars that are just barely visible from beneath the collar of his shirt. But he seems to be dressed well. You recognize, um, a sword belted at his hip and a dagger belted opposite it. You see what looks like light but supple leather armor he's wearing. 
clearly he takes good care of himself here, despite the fact that you've heard he's been in and out of prisons. You see him exchanging some coins for what seems to be food for a large meal. Buys some raw fish, herbs and spices to go with it. Little pile of potatoes. Seems like too much food for one person. Your scry follows him around this crowded market for about 10 minutes before it fades away. Dude, was probably like pretty nervous even just doing that the whole time, holding his breath and feeling anxious about the, the visions of seeing his brother. It's been, yeah, I think 12 years by his count since he's seen him. Yeah, completely different looking man. Um, does he probably assume that that's the port that um, Edregoss was explaining to him? Like Port Ellsford? That um, could be. You've never been there, I don't think so. No, there's no real context except for what Edregoss gave to you about him being in Ellsford. Well, I'd probably take a deep breath there and tuck away the mirror and just kind of stay quiet to himself again after that. Until he gets discovered. Running around the cart. Hey, pals, my turn. New game. <laughs> Find Stuart. He's around here somewhere. Oh, yes, Dunker. All right. I guess you earned it. You had a big night last night. A fucking gas, man. He just flops down into the back. Start oh. snoring so loud. And then, yeah, then I'll plop back off the cart and see the kids and everyone running around. And I'll start just running around with them and I'll hear them yelling, they found me, they found me. I'm like, nope, you got to catch me now. And I'll just like fall into play with them. You guys pass the morning into the afternoon until some unseen, unspoken of distance, whoever's up front, kind of probably Izzy, gathers everyone into proper order as you're drawing nearer the town. All right, we're getting close. Everybody just calm down, stay together. No talking to strangers, hold hands, just keep close. That goes for y'all too. Don't be wandering off. No, I, I think we're, we're going to look at possibly taking the train. So everyone's going to have to stick close, not get lost, might be busy. Don't imagine any of you have taken the train before. They all look unsure. None it, of them have probably been on it. But yeah, yeah, 11 kids it'll, on be, the it'll be <laughs> exciting, but we need to stay close. Everybody, buddy system. Everybody use the buddy system. Ah, I understand why you're getting us to run around the carts now. <laughs> wear them out before we have to sit down. They, yeah, they all look very excited as you guys draw near the train station. So you roll into the small town of Kilbeg. You guess there's maybe like two, maybe at most 300 permanent residents in a town this size. Most of them look like they'd be farmers. There's a little general store, a blacksmith that deals mostly with agricultural stuff, leather worker and tannery. And there's a small kind of interfaith chapel at the end of the town as you guys enter or I guess the entrance for you you can see a lot of symbology for Chantia a little bit of Baldry and a handful of the other major gods that are worshipped here and then partway through the town there's an enormous like stone and marble structure completely like out of depth of the wealth of this place <laughs> And this is the train station. <laughs> All of the train stations are owned and run mostly by the artificers' guilds. So the the level of their design is, at the very least, has like a baseline richness to it and reliability. They, for the most part, they look the same. This looks like a smaller version of the one you saw in Silverbend. It doesn't have 
Um, doesn't have as many bays for trains to stop and unload in, but there's about four main tracks that go through and a couple that can be pulled off onto. And it's probably the busiest part in the town as well. There's a small inn built right outside. That's clearly there just for people who are passing through but want to spend the night. Looks like it does a pretty, like, pretty quick business turning people over, making good money. And yeah, there's no real room for the, the wagon inside the place. But once you roll up, you can see there's a ticket booth, numerous dwarves and gnomes and other artificers rushing around inside, and a large handful of people waiting to get on or having recently gotten off one of the trains that's passed through. The kids are just kind of wide-eyed looking around. Some of them are like running their hands over the little statues and the architecture amazed by the size and the scale of this place, especially in such a small town. Well, one of us, I suppose, should inquire about the train before we try and find a... get rid of our wagon or anything like that. Seems kind of up your alley. Sure. I'll go in if you guys want to. I was going to give you my vote, yes. Sure. But yes, I guess we should sell off the wagon if we can get on... Let's make sure we can get a ride first. We'll hang tight. Guess I'll go to the ticket booth. Keep the kids busy. We'll keep... Two laps, kids! <laughs> Follow <laughs> me! I'll just start leading they the kids. They'll jump laps. right onto the train tracks. Oh, dear. I'll try and get <laughs> They're going to Jason Bourne it. They wait for the last <laughs> Oh, my God. No, they just run around some it's of the massive, the massive pillars that are big enough that like all 11 of them holding hands can barely reach around. Oh, my God. That's Dunker. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> you know that line Jason Bourne's always saying? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Marie. Okay. Cut that. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, you come. <laughs> That's easy. It's right before Jason Bourne idea. executes people. He always goes... I don't remember anything, and then he shoots them. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the movies. So. <laughs> you roll up to the ticket window. You see a young dwarven woman um, excitedly flipping through pages of some like train magazine. Okay. Like, puts it down <laughs> and looks up as you arrive. <laughs> so, hello. Welcome to Killbeg Train Station. Oh, I th- thank you. Um, we have a bit of a small party of people. We're wondering... If we could catch the train to Lake March. Next Lake March train, about four hours. This cool? Um, I think so. How long is it from here? Looking at maybe two days, depending on water refill. Okay. They stop for water? Oh, yes. Steam, get hot. That makes sense. Um, okay, and the cost... We have a lot of young children, if that... Uh... Well, youngsters are cheap. Uh, about two gold a head each for the adults, and half that for children. Okay. Uh, children under five, right free. Unless there's more than three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there's more than three, three, do we pay for all of them, or just the ones above three? Just shoot above three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, none of the kids are younger than five, so no. <laughs> Do you check ID? Uh, yeah, I'm going to now, yes. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and 
Can I purchase them now? Sure. How many tickets? Uh, we've got 11 kids in... Christ. John Deere. Christ. Eleven kids, four, five, six, seven, eight adults. Eight adults. Sixteen gold, eleven kids, thirty-seven gold pieces. Great. Uh, yeah, I'll pull it out and I'll just pay for it. Wait, how many adults? Seven adults. Seven adults, eleven kids. Bad math. (laughs) Twenty-eight, not thirty. I'll check his math before I. (laughs) Twenty-eight. Jeep. You've got it all, eh? Minus the eight. I haven't. We haven't. I haven't given her anything yet. Oh, okay. And I'll just take the twenty-eight from my. I'll leave everything in that lockbox for now. Um. Okay. Great. Do we need to be here early, or you'll just need uh, to show a ticket to conductor when you get on. It. I mean, you don't want to miss it, but... Of course. Are they pretty prompt? Oh, yes. Very prompt. Uh, four or five minutes, one way or another sometimes, depending on issues. Uh, but we are in constant contact. We update times. Uh, if there are issues, we will let you know if you're here. Otherwise, we see you in a few hours. Uh, yeah, great. Um, what is there for food on board? Oh, we yeah. On? You can bring food on, Absolutely. Uh, because it will be overnight, you will be able to share some of the the overnight cars. The standard sleeping cars fit four to eight people. Children could easily fit eight in one. The adults, maybe four. Uh, there are two food cars, a dining car, one in the first class, one for the standard fare. You are welcome to use. Food will be extra charge, of course. But if you have your own, you're welcome to use the kitchen. Wonderful. Um, thank you for your help. Oh, my pleasure. Your first time on train? Um, yeah. Choo-choo. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you get uh, 28 little tickets. They are it's some basically like little printed slips of paper, it looks like. You're not sure where they're coming from. There's something, something magical must be making them because the ink looks like completely... Freshly written, but you know, she just pulled out a sheaf of these and it's got the actual date and time on it. Cool. As you walk away, she flips open her magazine and starts continues <laughs> reading about the trains. Holds it sideways. Now that's a train. Choo choo. Look at that caboose. <laughs> I'll go back outside. Well, uh, I got the tickets. Pretty. It was. More reasonable than I expected. Wonderful. Uh, we've got a few hours. I think the train's not supposed to show up for about four hours. So we can, I guess, find a new home for the wagon and make sure we've got some, enough food. And Splendid news. Perfect. Well, maybe let's head to a local shop, make sure we're loaded up on rations and food, and maybe ask around about the, yeah, the wagon. How long did they say it was going to take? Two days. Two days or so. It'll be, yeah, it'll be just over one day. Depending on water. Depending on water. Um, okay. Stuart's going to assess the town and try and check out maybe like a 
if there's any like outdoor market going on or somewhere you can start down already. <laughs> okay. Did a mainer. That's, you're that's, like that's a Western, it. a Western movie. You walked through, <laughs> you walked through the town train station was part way. All right. We might have some trouble selling off this wagon. <laughs> well, we could donate it. That's fair. We, we didn't, come we a, didn't spend any money on it. That's true. We came into a lump sum. So maybe I'll check out some of the businesses and see if anyone needs a wagon. Great. You mind staying? One of you staying with the kids? Or? Sure, I'll do it. I mean, I guess we got Harlan and everyone here. They can stay with the kids. I don't need anything. As long as we've got enough food, I'm sure we probably do. Uh, you gave out the wagon. tickets, right? Uh, I'll give the adults the ticket, their tickets. A wise choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ro- Robert looks at it and looks up at you and sighs and walks over to the ticket counter and begins haggling for a first-class ticket. <laughs> oh, I saw that <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He's okay. You did your best. I don't know if I like him or not. I can't tell. Robert. Robert did the thing. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, either way, I'll leave the folks and Harry? go uh, check out some businesses. Um, going with Garrett goes and tries to deal with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah. I'll just watch the kids while they deal with the wagon and food. Do we need more food or did we get enough? Um, You guys have like a trail rations for numerous days still okay i'm apparently i'm out of a wagon so we need to reduce our uh, yeah that's fair i actually only had one more day of rations so i must have used them but we bought extra like izzy went out before we left so i just Mm -hmm. okay yeah so where you guys going with the wagon i'm i'm not gonna go anywhere with the wagon i'll just leave it with the kids and cliff for now and I'm just going to go walk into some of these businesses on the street. I mean, there's only a couple, but <laughs> basically just knock on and... Yeah, it's literally like a, a blacksmith, a general store, and a tanner. I'll start with the general store, walk in and start a conversation. You find an older woman behind the counter, dealing with a customer. When they're done, she waves you over. Howdy! Hello there, madam. How fare thee today? Great! You? Oh, we just rolled into town. We're going to hop on the train here in a few hours. Right on. I'm uh, in possession, though, of a wagon that we are looking to part ways with. Do you think anyone in town here is in need of use of one and be interested in purchase? Well, folks around here always got use for a wagon. When the farmers come in, often they're looking for a new axle or maybe just the bit and the bridle. Sometimes they need a wheel. Sometimes they need the whole dang thing. Let's say what kind of condition is it in. Oh, I, I'd say it's in pretty good condition. I, I put in a lot of the work on it myself. If you'd like, you can come check it out. It's just outside. Me? All right. I'll take a look at it. I'll accompany her to the wagon so she can assess it. She's going to look it over. Stuart's pretty impressed with his and Drogan's work and thinks it's good. But Interesting design on the <laughs> uh, horse she got there. <laughs> oh, yes. We had to fashion a thing here for our... Uh, Means of travel. We weren't in possession of a horse, so... You one of them artificers? Oh, not myself. My my pal Drogon here is. Gesture to the Noah. Not the gnome of our group. <laughs> the, the dwarf of our group. Okay. Uh, mighty fine beast you got. Uh, keep an eye on that. Once you're on the train, those uh, Mary Four artificers sure do enjoy taking things apart. Oh, well, thanks for the heads up. I'll I'll keep him close. As for the wagon, it looks like it's good shape. Uh, I could give you maybe 25 gold for it. 
Sounds sounds like a good deal to me. And I'll reach out for a handshake. You got yourself a deal? She daps you up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he's not a haggling man. He's content to Just help pop on in. I'll write you a receipt. Sounds terrific. Thank you. I'll go in with her. Maybe look over her wares while I'm in there. See if she's got any she's got the, special uh, goods. She got the PHB basics. All right. Um, she, yeah, she grabs 25 gold for you, writes you a little receipt. Good to go. She says, well, would you be able to use that beast of burden to just pull it around side the, under the awning here? I think we could do that. Wonderful. Go back outside and Rogan and Jitters to help move it to the side of her business. Okay. She we'll goes, 25 thank more you, gold. little man, and tips Jitters a copper piece. Sits on his head. Pleasure doing business with you. Oh, my pleasure. If you find anything else you want, you just give me a holler. Certainly will. Didn't catch your name. Don't got one. <laughs> Checks out. <Okay. laughs> Call me Jana. All right, Janet. Thank you for your assistance. And yeah, go back and be like, well, that pretty much paid for our train ticket. 25 gold for the cart. Wonderful. Deity. Add it. I'll give it straight to you, Drogon. <laughs> oh, thank you. I do have this box that the troll was hoarding to figure out how to divvy it up. I'm sure we'll split it somehow down the middle, as long as we give Penelope her cut there as well. It'll sort itself. I'm playing leap grung with the kids. Wearing like a blanket over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, Cliff. How do you get so high? Uh, I don't skip leg day. Oh, okay. Just like this, guys. Dunker starts doing really bad, really shallow squats. Just the flattest ass. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I picture him kind of frumpy, so he's a frumpy kid with a flat ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids start like leapfrogging and then like trying to just jump over each other as high as they can. Stuart's going to try and give Dunker some tips and some form work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just hurts my knees. I don't get it. You got to work on your calisthenics. I don't know what that means. Is that is that like flexibility? A it's oh. stretching, and it's it'll make sure that you can bend properly to get the a form like this. And you'll do like a nice deep squat and pounce as well. And yeah, but you don't look as swole if you're flexible, right? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, you know. Not all about looks, Dunker. Well, <laughs> you say so, <laughs> pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dunker's gonna head over to the. Artificer dwarf behind the, the counter and start chatting her up. Just so badly. And unless there's anything you guys want to do in town, we'll uh, say the time yeah. passes. No, I'll return the mirror to Izzy. Okay, yeah. She's, she's glad to have it back. Thank you for letting us use this. Oh, my pleasure. I hope you got what you needed out of it. I'm sure we all did. If we got some time, I'd probably like take in the train station a little more. You do got with time. a bit of a technical eye, try and just look her over and see what's interesting. Imagine it's small, but yeah, I mean the station itself isn't massive, but there are two warehouses, one on either side, which are clearly for storage. You're not sure what. One of them you can identify after a bit of time listening to people chat. It's basically just like an enormous water like holding area. Oh, there's they, giant cisterns they inside. Refill water so here. Refill yeah. here as well. And yeah, just chatting with some of the people who've, who have been on the trains a bit. You get they can they could cover around a hundred miles a day, give or take, depending on water intake. They've heard of the the Arcano trains, which are powered by the spell batteries, like enormous spell batteries that can travel at more than twice that speed. 
the bullet train of the marchlands, basically. And yeah, they're used for a variety of things. Some people like rent out whole cars for transportation of goods. Some people just do it to go back and forth. There's like season's ticket holders for the first class nobles that'll come through between here and Silverbend. Then the actual station is operated by a handful of artificers of varying levels within the guild, like conductors, engineers. There's a little armed force, like a security force that's on each of the trains as well. Usually two or three people you land. Is not normally trouble um, on the trains, but there have been accounts of trouble like at the water refills at the more rural water refilling stations in the past. So they've learned their lessons the hard way. Um, I'm gonna just I'll buy another bundle of crossbow crossbow bolts. Cross, cross bolts for sure. Whatever the price is, they've probably got tons tons of that stuff here. Yeah. As well as basic basic weapons, and the blacksmith probably has some pretty basic armor. The the tannery would have leather armor and a variety of leather goods along those lines, things like tents, canvas, that sort of stuff. Anything you guys are looking for that's basic? Actually, Stuart might go around and just ask at each place if they happen to have a diamond for sale. A diamond rare, roll? A uh, percentage dice for me. Love I'll it. say ten percent chance someone's got a diamond here. All right, I'll take those. I'll take those odds. Nah, 45. No, no signs of diamonds in this small town. Oh, and can I pawn off this opal? Roll percentage for me as well. (laughs) Actually, you could sell it to one of the artificers. Sure. An artificer would take it. They'll probably try it. They'll, they'll like talk you down around 40 if you'll take it. Sure. Okay. So you can pawn it off for 40 gold because they're not an actual jeweler. They're willing to do it. Find an interested little halfling who tucks it away in a pocket and looks smug. Who's got the uh, the hagstone? You have it? Forgot about that. Yeah. Wrapped it up. I will give 10 gold to each of these guys. Mm-hmm. And then 10 gold to Izzy. To each of what guys? Oh, uh, these, these guys. Two, yeah. Opal. yeah. And then, yeah, 10 gold. Cheddar cheese. Izzy's please. She's like, you know what? I haven't had a lot of money since leaving... Even the Moonwald. Well, not that we had money there, but uh, kind of gotten used to just scrounging around like the kiddos. But maybe, maybe it's time to travel straight for a while. Yeah. Buy the stuff we need, especially get into a new city. How's that sound, kids? They're like, yeah. And a couple of them are like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I love thieving. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's fun. Um, I just keep finding this stuff everywhere, so might as well give it to you to... You know, take care of yourself. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. A little uh, safer. Stuart, does the uh, the orphanage, what's it cost to put the kids up there? Jeez, that's a mighty fine question. Would, would I know? I don't think so. Don't, probably not because you were just found. Yeah, you were like taken on. Yeah. You know what? I haven't, I don't actually have a clue, but I do know folks there. I'm, I know, I know who to ask and we could probably work out a, a reasonable price. Okay. Well, we'll hang on to some coin and make sure they're, they're taken care of when we're there. It's a wise idea. And I mean, if they can't be put up in the, at there, there's always the Church of Bouldry, and I know that's a, always a temporary option. Do we want to, sorry, to... Is that the Waterside it? Orphanage? That's called? Uh, yes, I think so. Do we want to check in with the auditor? I was thinking, I, I don't know. My concern is maybe we put her in more danger by reaching out. Even through magic? I don't know, to be honest. Okay. 
Fair enough. We could definitely try. I said that I thought about using the mirror as well. Or yeah, we could see if we could talk to her. Or maybe Orlin. They seemed close. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would love to know that she wasn't in any immediate danger. Yeah, she did help you guys out of a scratch, so. No, that's very true. She saved our bottoms. So I owe her a lot. Perhaps when I'm on the train, we can sit down and think of something to say, and I'll, I'll cast a sending spell to the auditor. Cool. That'd be great. I think it would put my mind at ease. Good call, Cliff. That concludes business in town. You guys hear the distant chugging and rolling of a train approaching from the south. And the kids all line up, very attentive. The least rambunctious they've been since arriving in Kilbeg. And they all wait to watch the train roll up and screech to a stop. You see a few passengers get off. For the most part, it just seems like more folks are getting on here and joining. There is a conductor who steps out in the full-on kind of typical gaudy train outfit. He's got a big hat, a long twirling mustache, and he calls out, Tickets! And people kind of all line up to go on the same door. He checks tickets as you approach. One by one, you all make your way onto the train. Yeah, I'll take up the rear to make sure and count heads as we go. I'll be at the front leading the way also, making sure they all get on. We don't pull a Kevin McAllister. Dunker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so they told me, like, <laughs> still heading on the girl at the, at the ticket booth. Okay. Who wants to make a bet that the... the what's this face on this? Arthas is on this train. <laughs> Stuart's Maybe. girlfriend... Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Uh, where were we? Sorry. Did they they all got in first class, I assume? Oh the yeah. Three yeah. Of them? yeah. Uh, I must call them Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh Robert, Harolyn, and Garrick. Yep, yeah, they move up to a further a door further up with another conductor, and they pop into the first class lounge. Chilling. You guys all head on to the back. Penelope has her crate. Still tucked under her arm. You guys have enough goods between you that you can fit in your packs. And your wagon is, is no longer there. The conductor looks jitters up and down. You can see him considering asking for a ticket and then just steps out of the <laughs> I way. I think I would have like strapped him up on okay. the shield. And He's on the shield. Put him on my back. Perfect. So you sneak in with jitters. Two for one. Two for one. And you guys, yeah, find your way onto the train. So the standard cars on the train are... Pretty much what you'd expect from like an, an old west style train. There's um, there's like seating carts for two or three, and then intermittently there'll be private carts for sleeping areas. Some of them are just rented out fully, like no one else is allowed in. And then there's some almost just like a hostel room where once it, it's basically first come first serve. Each cart has like a little sleeper car attached to it, or kitchen one between. There's maybe like. 16 cards in total on the train. So he hasn't have too much trouble finding space. It's not like it's fully booked. You're able to get some semblance of privacy on one of the cars. You've got a little private area where you can prepare to bunk up later. You can store stuff during the day. Other than that, you've got about um, just a little over a full day of train travel, which with 11 kids, I get. Frustrating real quick, but <laughs> the first hour is going to be a piece of cake. Once the conductor has checked over all the tickets, um, he's claimed all the tickets from you guys, you see 
two figures, a human man and a half-elven woman. They walk up and down, just like glancing over everyone, making sure there's no issues. And these are clearly the whatever security force is on board here. They're not heavily armed or armored, but they are wearing like fine uh, equipment, what they do have. You can see they clearly come from the same money as the Artificer's Guild. Is it like a private operation, not like Federation or anything? Yeah, this is all privately owned by the Artificer's Guild. And they walk by, look at you guys, give you a little nod. They don't say anything, just basically letting their presence known to everyone that's arrived. And once that's done, the doors close. You guys hear the whistle blow. The train begins to chug, chug, chug along. Begin a smooth course northward. A little over a day to Lake Mark. Um, so the train's planning to go straight through the night, but it has to stop every 50 miles to top up on water. So there's little cisterns kind of planned out intermittently along the path, which will mean stopping for 20 or 30 minutes while they reload stuff, check over the engineers, check over the trains in those times, and then they continue. These stations, like, do they pull water from, like, sources locally, or are they delivering this water out here, or can I tell? You could ask somebody. The ones in the station there... It's either coming from like some enormous well that they've dug on their own, or maybe it's delivered. You're not really sure. But if you want to speak with the conductor, you could probably get an answer. Is he like up at the like? Can we get up to where he is, or just like when yeah, we he's, stop? He, yeah, he's the guy like wandering around looking for like checking on tickets and oh, stuff yeah, like that, and helping and people. Yeah. yeah, I think I would when he walks by <laughs> at some point. Right. Um, yes, it's a stout middle-aged dwarf with a thick mustache. Squats down next to your seat. How can I help you? Um, well, if you didn't mind, I had some questions just about the train. Oh, ask away. I, I see it's steam-powered, um, and you fill up with water. Is the water delivered here, or you guys set up some local, some way to harvest the local water? Oh, we've set up a series of wells for the most part, um... There's some uh, proprietary pump systems beneath, you know, can't tell you the details, but most of them are locally managed and take care of themselves. Uh, we'll have someone come to check on them every couple of days, make sure things are in working order, but most folks don't give a damn about a big cistern full of water. Uh, that said, we've had issues in the past where there's been leaking or hasn't worked well, we've had to slow the pace by quite a bit, but... Of course. We're a pretty well-oiled machine. What happens when you, if you do run out of water? I imagine there's some incidents in the beginning. Make a charisma check for me. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, 13. Well, these things are sort of volatile. Um, if we don't stop for water, we lose a bit of speed and chance of breaking... Things breaking down increases exponentially. We haven't had anything catastrophic occur, but uh, we have had trains break down entirely. We've, we've basically become stranded on the tracks until someone was able to come help us out. That hasn't happened for some time since we've set up the cisterns, but not unheard of. Of course, of course. These things happen. Absolutely. It's a clever system. I heard there was uh, trains powered by the... Uh Arcano batteries. Oh, yeah, so some of our, our newest trains. Uh, Where do they our run? Fastest trains. 
What is one that runs direct to Rilliet from Lake March? Uh, there's one that runs about once a week down the Silver Band where you're coming from, I think. And the others basically just connect the uh, the capitals of each of the duchies. Oh, okay. Very cool. And they run fairly regularly, but they are a little more difficult to control and get set up. It takes a little more power. Ah. Have you had the pleasure of riding those lines? Or? I have. Only the once, but it was quite a thing. If you think this is fast, you should try those Arcano trains. It is a completely different beast. The landscape just whizzes by. It's a little frightening at first, but you get used to it. I, I'd love to check it out if I have the chance. They're not cheap, but... Uh, I imagine. Smart lad like yourself. Save up a little bit. It's well worth the fare. promise you. Well, thank you for um, entertaining me. You're My welcome. questions. Thanks for riding. We'll hopefully see you again. Ah, definitely. Makes his way further down the train. Tends to some customers. Dirt Cliff, you up to anything on the train? I think Cliff will just get antsy after a while. And just start, he will just go for a walk. Start jumping off the walls. Just walk a direction. And just, just people watch her and see what's there to see on this train and anything let's check out like what the other carts look like yeah the, the cars are all pretty similar there's like basically there'll be three maybe four passenger cars which are like opposite there'll be a seating car with the back half as the private areas for sleeping two or three of those and then you'll come to the kitchen car and then a few more of those and then the caboose and if you go the other way um and there's also a storage like a private storage area in the middle that has lockers and little almost looks like cells but they're like stacked so people can have larger storage spaces okay and if you go up to the front you get to basically towards where the last two cars are and you see one of those uh, uh one of the guards is standing in front of the doors there They're, sorry chap first class only here oh what's that mean oh do you have a first class ticket i've got a ticket well let me see it i think you'd know if you were first class okay here you go he takes a look. Oh, this is just for the standard cars, I'm afraid. Everything here and to the back of the train, you're welcome to visit. But uh, first class is for the paying customers only. He's being told he can't go in there. He's very curious now. And he just, like, <laughs> leans. Yeah, make a perception check. He can look by their, their window doors. Uh, that's a 16, 17. Okay, you look back and you hear a and you see uh, Robert Lamog busting open a champagne bottle. <laughs> him and Garrick and, and Harolyn are laughing around a table and sitting in comfortable chairs, living the rich life. Robert's wearing, like, a robe with the mayor for artificial field, <laughs> <laughs> like, insignia oh, stitched into Oh, I know those it. people. Oh, that's lovely. Okay. This seems like a weird... You're just going to create a divide between the people in the back and the people in front? Well, I didn't create the divide. I'm just paid to keep it. That's good. Okay. You can upgrade your ticket if you'd like. How much? Another eight gold. What do I get? I'll open this door for you. You can find out. <laughs> you can find out. All right. There's food. There's drink. The beds are a lot more comfortable. You're Private tickling laboratory. my curiosity. I can't say no. I'll give me gold. Okay. He uh, pulls out like a little stamp and clips it onto your, or stamps it onto your ticket, and it's just got like a little 
like golden seal that presses on, showing that you've upgraded your ticket. All right. So enjoy the first class lounge, my lord. And he opens the door, steps aside. Thank you, my lord. And I'll walk past him. I'll like walk up to the, and just like take a seat next to the people. Next to your your folks? Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing? I didn't know you'd be up here. If it isn't the ghost of the moon world. And <laughs> Mug immediately grabs like a glass from above. Flips it over and starts pouring you champagne. Did you sneak your way in here too? Uh, no, I just paid. Oh, very well. Yeah. Enjoy a drink. You hungry? Yeah. What? What you got going on? What do you want? He flips open like a huge <laughs> menu. You can see there's a, a pair of well-dressed younger dwarves who are pushing like a food trolley up and down. One of them's taking private orders. Some one of them's just pouring drinks and grabbing little like peanut snacks. You got any snails? Oh. I believe they have something like that. Of course. We got giant snails in the in the swamp. I doubt anything that large. Okay, well, I'll take medium-sized snails then. <laughs> he, he orders for you as you come by. Orders, hell, why not? He orders How himself do I get one of them robes? Well. <laughs> and the robe for my friend here. The robes are extra. Oh, that's fine. How much? He nods, he nods to the dwarf. He makes, jots down a little note in your order. Robe, snails, anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the robes are an extra five gold. Oh, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you come back, they bring back like a small sized robe for you. And it's like a rich blue sort of velour. It's got the Artificers Guild insignia stitched onto it. Robert helps you slip it on. Harlan and Garrick just kind of like shake their heads and click their glasses it? with yours. <laughs> he says, welcome to the good life, my friend. And then we'll fade back to you guys sitting in squalor <laughs> in the back. Penelope joins you guys at some point. Sits down across from you. Uh, so, first time back in Lake March in a while? Joining me, yes. Okay. Oh, yes, quite a while, actually. Probably several months since I've been there. And yourself? First visit at all? Yeah, it'll be my first time. Right I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you seeing it. Have you lived there long? Oh, most of my life, yeah. Been doing the whole alchemy thing for quite a while. Kind of found a niche for myself there. You must be doing quite a, a fantastic job at it, and staying safe as well, because I've never had to have a run-in with your business, so that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, if by staying safe you mean getting hijacked by ogres and planned to be food a couple nights ago, I'd say so, but uh, other than that, that's not normal <laughs> occurrence. And no, I more meant the business itself in town seems to be. Oh, must have a good standing. There's occasional explosions and acid burns and rashes, that sort of thing. But that just comes wait, with the territory. Wait, wait, Stuart's immediately pulling out his notepad and taking down some notes about this. <laughs> or mixing but, all sort of potent chemicals. Sometimes things don't go according to plan. Right, of course. Especially once you include magic, that stuff's uh, volatile. Well, I suppose as long as they're in a contained environment and you have the right, uh, you know, safety measures in place. But Oh, yes, everything's... <laughs> everything <laughs> done my shop. SDS sheets, you know. Oh, yeah, everything's labeled in Gnomish. <laughs> Thank goodness I can read Gnomish. Well, maybe I have another reason to be checking out your shop. Why? I am uh, the head safety officer of Lake March. Interesting. So, first time in Lake March, huh? Where are you going to be checking out? Um, well, I think I need to visit the uh, Artificers Guild. I had an appointment in Silverbend with someone, and I missed them. Oh, they won't be pleased with that. They love their timekeeping and doing things right. 
Well, I hope I can mend any uh, odd feelings. Oh, I'm sure you can make it up to him. Won't be a problem. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm I'm open to suggestions. Well, what do you like to do? Ooh, I mean, it's been a long time since I've just been able to do whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you do for fun in the city? Oh, I like to go out dancing. That's about the main evening activity, but I'm mostly tied up running the shop during the daytime. Spend a little bit down in the Mill Pond if you're ever looking for a place to go hang out, listen to some music. There's all sorts of stuff to do in Lake Marks. Just depends what you like. If you're more of a touristy type, you can visit Donegan Castle, one of the opening days. That's where the March Lord stays when he's in the city. Um, I hear they give great tours. Not cheap, but heck, could be worth it if you're into that sort of thing. Okay. I mean, I think I might like to try a little bit of everything, so... Well, there you go. There's three things right there. Perfect. Um, for your book reading sort, we got the uh, the Hall of Knowledge there in Lake March, one of the oldest buildings in the city. Can't miss it. Big orange building. Looks like made out of sandstone from the Caracas. Beautiful. Beautiful. Got any sort of book you could ever want. That sounds wonderful. Um, and if you're looking for potions and potives, I'm your gal. Yes, we'll definitely have to stop by. Perhaps if you're... Not too busy, then you can help show us around. I'd love to. Yeah. We'll be working every day and, uh, well, the apprentices are for. They can open up. Um, on that note, I do, uh, feel bad for all the trouble you have to go through. Give me a hand out of there. So, yeah. Uh, well, he reaches into that pocket, Stuart, that you saw her hiding something in uh, a couple nights ago. Right. Um, and she pulls out a little pouch holding some sort of um, some sort of herbs or roots or something like that. Okay. Oh, what, what's this? Well, this is what I was out there looking for. This is uh, called royal root. It grows in the Feywild, but uh, during the crossover, it'll sprout up here from time to time if you're lucky enough to find it. Um, she shows you like a dark purple plant, um, very rich, almost black purple. Um, you can see the veins and the roots are a little bit lighter in color. It's uh, it's good for curing things, known to cure diseases, baldness, flus, colds, basic stuff. Enough <laughs> of it. Do more serious stuff too. Really emphasized on baldness there, and like the drug. <laughs> <laughs> um, the nobles love it. Those that are losing their hair, they play. Hell of a lot of money for That is some powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, folks don't know, if you chew on it raw, it's got some other effect. And, uh, well, figured I'd offer some to you in case you're interested. And she gives you guys two little baggies. Two little, <laughs> two little scruples. <laughs> okay. Look, Feywild being what it is, this don't always work the way you want it to. But uh, it might. And it's up to you whether you want to take that shot. If not, you can always boil it in a tea, uh, let it steep for about 30 minutes. It'll take a long time to pull the magic out, but you can you can sip that. It'll help with poison or other issues. But if you want it raw, um, that's completely up to you. And when it's raw, what what does it do? Uh, well, it's said to improve your, your body or your mind in some way. 
but also it's been known to do the opposite. So <laughs> oh, it's, it's kind of up to you, but some folks are willing to gamble. But mechanically, there's a 50% chance it'll increase an ability score by plus one forever, or a 50% <laughs> chance it'll decrease an ability score by, by one forever. Oh, terrific. I love it. And there's two of them? Two of them. Well, I'm, um, I've been known to gamble recently. <laughs> it was never quite a thing until I stumbled into Drogon and Cliff here, but <laughs> perhaps given the right circumstances, I'll try some of this. Now, I know I said Royal Root Steeped can cure a lot of stuff. It won't cure its own effects. So if you uh, find yourself feeling weak after chewing it raw, steeping it up and can get rid of that. You're, you're stuck with that, as far as I know, for good. Understood. So, just so make if sure. I steep it, the, does the percentage increase in one direction or the other? Uh, if you steep it, it don't do any of that. It just cures your, your poisons and your baldness and your All diseases, right. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't need to worry about that. I can do that on my own. You can cure baldness on your own? Well, not so I'm friend. Okay. <laughs> you, you got me there. I can't do it all. Well, if you could, people would be coming to you instead of me. Well, this is quite a treat. Thank you. Not my pleasure. I got enough more here to, to make my money back and then some from the trip. I'm just glad that damn troll didn't get to chewing it. Or chewing you. Yeah, well, that too. Kind of about the same odds there. Um, I think uh, we still have a lot of this coin. I, I think you should take more than just your eight golds worth. Don't gotta tell me twice. All right, let's do this. (laughs) You lost a lot out there, and there's no reason. Well, I am hopeful I can recover some of that, but I do appreciate you thinking of me. It shows good character. Finders, keepers, and all that, but uh, I'm right there with you. Yes, I I would like to save a lot of it. I think we're gonna need some to get these kids situated safely. Yeah, I've been uh, meaning to ask about that now that we're alone here. Is it the way they talk? That's Cliff's kids? I don't quite get it. <laughs> or is his cousin, is it's her kids? But they, they kind of run the gamut. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, they were, they were in a tough crowd, you might say, and we've been helping get them out. Okay. It's not Izzy's kids or Cliff's kids. They're a bunch of orphans from Silver Band who've been through a tough time. Orphans? Why, why didn't you say so? Need a little, need a new, new home, a new fresh start. Seem like the folks to give it to them. Right on. Anything I can do to help once you're in Lake March, you let me know. Looks like they've been through enough. Yeah. Yourselves as well. Find yourselves in any trouble, you can lay low. Well, thank I you, I sense you're uh, trying to avoid that sort of thing. Yeah, we very well, very well might take you up on that. We are. Um, on that topic, actually, when was the last time you were in Lake March? Did everything seem, I don't know, normal to you? The political structure and all? It's been about, I don't know, about a fortnight since I was there last. I think everything was much the same as it was when I left. Folks were still excited about the tournament going on down south, waiting to hear the results, who was winning, who was losing, who made a fool of themselves, that sort of stuff. March Lord's address, all that. I figure I'll pick up on it when I get home. Yes, you pick up on, well, I'll give you some insight right now. Things went uh, a little sideways in Silverbend. The, the gala night, the, there was an explosion at the keep, and uh, all-out brawl took place. Many were killed, and 
many were being wrongfully convicted, and it was all due to the marginal revealing that he actually has a son whose plan is to take his place when he passes on. March Lord's got a son. He was a secret son all these years. Y'all were there at the gala? We were there, yes. So that noble lady you're traveling with, you what, you work with her? You're part of a retinue? In How'd the, you get in? I mean, in a sense, we worked with her. I, I worked with her in the joust. She was of, uh, her name's Harlan Dunn. She's, uh, sounds like noble descent, actually, we learned from, uh, what was his face? Luther Went. But, uh, well, it's a long story, but things got dicey in there, and after the gala night, we made sure to get out of town. All right, well, I didn't figure you'd be so close to things there. I figured maybe you'd have second or third hand, whatever the rumors were from the gala. Oh, we were very first hand. Well, I should have asked earlier. So, Trouble at the gala. Yes, the whole, the whole federation moved in. It was in the, the town was in a total lockdown, martial law type stuff being placed in. We're certainly worried that a civil unrest is going to happen soon. And I'm really hoping things in Lake March are okay for the moment, but who knows what we're coming back to. Well, I guess we'll find out together. When were you last in Lake March? It's been about a day, right? About two weeks. Okay. That makes sense, I suppose. Anything unusual out on why you've been? Besides the whole ogre thing, I suppose. No, nothing, nothing too strange. I mean... I was planning to be in those woods during the crossover, and, and that's where I got to. Till then, I'd, I'd just been kind of hoofing it on my own for the last couple of weeks. I mean, heavy, heavy fey presence, obviously, the last night or two. And, uh, I mean, it's good we're on the train tonight. You're not supposed to spend the night outdoors during the peak, uh, during the peak of the crossover. So, that's good. But, uh, you know, happens every few months. You get another shot. When is. When is the peak? It'll be tonight. There's usually about two days on either side where that moon looks properly full, but then tonight, you'll see it once it gets dark. Takes on that bit of that, that bluey, purpley hue. Stays the same size and all, but the sky looks a little different. Almost like that pink you get when there's a real, real pretty sunrise. Well, um, I mean... I suppose if it's dangerous, I'm glad we're on outside, but curious to see. Oh, we can pop open the window. You'll you'll know right away. It even smells different. Everything everything's a little off. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Just feels magical, you know? Like fairy stories you may have heard growing up. Sounds nice. It, it is. Most of the time. And those fey folk are not too friendly. That goes for normal folk, too, as I suppose you found out. Go check on my, my sleeping rooms and stuff, but uh, we'll catch up with y'all later. You take care, then. Will do. Let me know if you chew that root. I'm curious. Leaves the two of you alone with your baggie of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, well, Drogon, are you going <laughs> to... What's your thoughts on this thing? I usually take my gambling advice from you and Cliff. I feel like I want to wait till Cliff comes back and get his opinion. <laughs> comes back in a row with a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely take it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you sitting there thinking about it? <laughs> Perfect. Um, uh, the only thing Stuart wanted to do was, yeah, do that sending spell to Calcius. Oh, yeah. 
That was her name, right? Auditor. Auditor. <laughs> Auditor Calcius. Um, so yeah, I think I, he figured out some stuff to say in his head. So he's going to cast sending. Try and communicate with Calcius. You fix Calcius in your mind's eye. And what do you say? I will say, Calcius, it's Stuart. We're forever indebted to you. I hope one day to return the favor. Are you in trouble after your actions? How is Silverband? Silverband, pile of shit right now. My terms of employment, not looking good. Staying with Orlin. Headed back to Lake March with the rear guard. Still confusion around the gala. We know, we knew that, who was it? We spoke with Orlin, was it that other time? Yep. She said she's staying with Orlin. Mm, yep. Was Orlin the one that told us that they were... No, no, we scri- okay, we scried. I was trying to figure out how we saw like Grandor and like... We scried on Grandor, yeah. yeah. Who was with Grandor when we scried on them? Amber, Amber was for sure. Was that the only one we knew? Um, I feel like there was someone else. You recognized some, at least one member of the tournament, like one of the jousters, but that was it. Oh, okay. So it was Grandor, Amber. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I only have Amber. But Orlin wasn't involved with that. Not that you saw. Okay. Not that I could tell. I'm tempted to do another sending message to her and explain what we saw with them, that there's an underground movement. Or something. I have a feeling, she, well, we could always meet up with her and have those conversations. She's coming to, yeah, too. she's coming to Silverband to get canned. <laughs> yeah. Higher. <laughs> yeah, we got money. Half the price. Half the price. We can afford to race. <laughs> <laughs> Travel on the train continues. Cliff has free roam of the whole place. I thought I was going to make a pop noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the champagne. I would say the only th- if you were going to send again would be to like let her know that we're going there and that we can meet up with her. We could do that at a later time too. That we're in Lake March? That we're headed there and... Uh, we can always do that later. Yes, good point. No, yeah, I might. I probably should do it before the evening. Might as well. And who is the mirror now? You I get it back, back to Izzy. Izzy. Who's with us? She's her. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I might as well. If I'm going to use it, I could use it again before we rest on this train. I'm assuming, you said the train's going through the night, right? Yeah, yeah it'll. You guys will arrive from like late morning tomorrow. Yeah. Do they have like sleeping yeah. sessions yeah. here? There's sleep. Each car. Describe like Each car has like. Oh yeah, the first class has like proper private rooms almost that are that can be shared and they've got sort of like bunk beds hostel situation in the back um each other car i think near like the end of the night or like as evening was kind of comes uh cliff's gonna like stumble back into wherever <laughs> our cart is like half cut with your Bellas? with your robe on yeah Bellas, <laughs> if you go that way it gets way better <laughs> Literally, you haven't seen Cliff in like three hours. That's what <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. Um, you seem like you've had fun. Where did you end up? Uh, they call it first class. Oh, I see. So, did you see our other travel friends? Yeah, yeah, we were drinking and eating and robing and disrobing. <laughs> it was wild. I'm glad to hear. But I missed you, so I came back. Well, thank you. We're doing just fine back I here. I snuck out this bottle of wine. You want <laughs> some? I would love some. All right. 
pop pop (laughs) (laughs) you guys enjoy some of the first class lounge wine and you know the night starts to fall outside what's your plan for the evening you guys crashing staying up cliff passes out and has that like drunk snore he's just like on his back mouth open first time anyone snored louder than dunker since he has left <laughs> still we've been behind uh i think there's like a moment where like because things seem to have been going kind of our way the last little bit that it kind of like forgot that we were sort of like wanted for lack of a better term um and in that moment do i like just thinking back on the day do i did I notice any sort of like Federation presence on the train or make an investigation check? That's a good call. Uh, 22. 22. You have seen no signs of Federation soldiers on the train, either with regards to people like watching you surreptitiously or people just openly displaying the Federation colors. Most of the train is just filled with like. Uh, the retinues of nobles or other like wealthy merchants and stuff. It seems like everyone who left town in a hurry has already done so. And then whoever was leaving with the March Lord has either not done so yet is on a different train or they have already gone as well. This one seems it's very much just like, yeah, standard passengers. That said, you haven't been up in the first class where if there were, I guess, wealthier, more powerful people, they'd Mm -hmm. probably be up there. You would assume. Yeah. I think I had that like as Cliff's like snoring and everyone seems to have relaxed a bit or like kind of have that moment moment of panic and then kind of like think about it and like we haven't seen anyone. I'll kind of relax and then I'll probably just let myself fall asleep. Sounds good. I think I would send off one more. I'll send off one more sending spell. Um, I think I would try to do it pretty quickly after the last one. But uh yeah, I came up with some more to say to her, just, yeah, explaining that we're going to Lake March where she can find us. So, cast ending to Calcius one more time. I'll say, revolution beginning with Ezragos and Grandor. We are on train to Lake March. Uh, find Church of Boldry for shelter when you arrive. And then that was like 20-something, so stay safe, something like that. Um, you get back one word. It says, thanks. That's it. All right. Good enough. You might have just told an officer of the Federation that who's running the... Oh, shit. <laughs> Technically still employed. <laughs> She's gonna get, get her job back real quick. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, she did want to find out more. Like, she kind of tasked us to... To pursue those leads. Who knows? It could go either way. (laughs) Well, it's done now. Thanks. Paul rapidly typing. (laughs) Yikes. That's like the... Hey, that's funny. When you have that (laughs) that split second when you send an email to hit undo. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. As for my last email. As for my last sending. That's me every time I write, I've attached this in an email and then press send without attaching it. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Ah. That's so on character for Stuart, though. <laughs> Love it. That's funny. And then he'd, he'd call it a night after, right. after putting his notes in for the day. You guys, all, you guys actually go into the, the little sleeper car, pass out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
is all crawling to beds in the sleeper car and drift off into a peaceful sleep for the first time in a while. Not as road weary. You're not sleeping under the stars or huddled in your bedroll for warmth. The autumn air. Instead, you're inside on a warm, fast-moving train with the weird blue, purpley, pinky glow beginning to fill the sky of the window. It's a large, purple-hued moon makes its way up into the sky. You guys drift off to sleep. The sounds of the train rattling and rolling along, rolling you into peace. That's where we'll call it for this week. Night night. Choo choo. Choo choo. <laughs>